you know you are capable of more because you have a burning desire to get the absolute most out of your career and life, to starve your fears, to follow your dreams, and to realize your true potential. And we are going to do that together. This is the Own Your Career, Own Your Life podcast. Are you ready? Let's go. Welcome to the Own Your Career Show. I am your host, Andy Storch, and this is a show that is all about helping you up your game and achieve your goals and truly to own your career and own your life, something that I have been working on doing for the last seven plus years. I mean, somewhat all of my life, but really for the last seven plus years. And as I've gone on that journey, I've learned so many great lessons and found that I have so much to share and give and be able to help others which is why I'm now on a mission to teach and inspire more people to take ownership of their careers and lives. If you're not familiar with me, I do that via my book, Own Your Career, Own Your Life, as well as content that I share on a regular basis via this podcast, uh, LinkedIn, Instagram, et cetera, and keynote presentations and training that I do inside large companies. And uh, I don't release episodes too regularly on this podcast, but if you go back through the archives, you'll see that I have done uh, pretty much read every single chapter of the book on here. Uh, The audiobook is available on Audible, but if you don't have a subscription and you just want to listen for free, uh, all of those episodes are available here on the podcast. I've also riffed on so many other great lessons that I've been uh, learning over the last few weeks, months, and years. And today I'm making a big announcement. You may have already seen it on social media, but I made a big move with my family and with my life to truly uh, live what I, you know, practice what I preach and to truly own my life. And that is that recently, as of, uh, just under three weeks ago from the time I'm recording this in September of 2023, my family and I made a move from Orlando, Florida, where we lived for the last nine years or so to Barcelona, Spain, which is a pretty big difference moving across an ocean to a new country and continent. And it has been awesome so far. And I want to talk about uh, what led to making this decision and making this move and what you can take away from this if you have dreams that you want to achieve, whether they're living in another country or something completely different, because this is not for everybody. Um, But it is something that we have been thinking about and wanting to do for years and planning for months. And uh, like I said, just under three weeks ago, we packed up all of our things Uh, We took about 10 suitcases worth of stuff with us on a plane. We put the rest in storage or donated or threw it away. And uh, we flew across the ocean to Barcelona, Spain um, with my wife, my two kids, and our dog came with us as well. And everything went really well. We've been setting up our new apartment here. And I've really been enjoying the new life here in Barcelona. It comes with many challenges. We can talk about that. Um, but big things do, and uh, but it comes with many rewards as well. So first, let me tell you why we made this move, because this is a big move. It's something that some other, you know, many people dream of doing, and many others are scratching their heads, like, why would you do that? You already live in a great place. You have a great life. Um, what's the point? Like, why are you doing this? And uh, the main reason is the experience. So I can tell you that Uh, Going back to 2007, when we made our first trip abroad, I say we, my wife, Courtney, and I, uh, in 2007, we went to China, and uh, that was as part of a trip with uh, the business school where I was going at the time, Marshall School of Business. We went to Shanghai for a week to study businesses, and then uh, Courtney came with me, and we traveled for an additional week 
around China to Xi'an and Beijing. Um, I've been back to China and traveled around Asia multiple times and been back to Europe or been to Europe many, many times, uh, as well as many other places around the world. But going back to that first trip, I kind of caught the bug. I was 27 years old. I hadn't really been outside the U.S. other than maybe the Bahamas. And uh, experiencing a new culture was so eye-opening and so fun and adventurous and exciting to me. I wanted to do more of it. And in fact, I remember on that trip, we met a couple people who had moved from the United States to China and were living there. Uh, one of them guys named, was a guy named Charlie who worked at CBRE, the commercial real estate uh, firm. And I remember talking with him about it a bunch. And he was really enjoying the experience. And I remember talking to Courtney uh, really excitedly about the opportunity and thinking like, wow, wouldn't it be so cool to live here for a while? Um, and I think what really excited me about it was the challenge of living somewhere else where you're not really familiar with the culture or the language and really trying to tackle and overcome that. And, um, you know, all the new things that you would learn and how you would grow from that experience. And uh, I was excited about it. I don't think that Courtney was that excited about the idea of moving to China. She was kind of getting annoyed with me talking and talking about it. But later, like I said, we traveled to so many other places. Um, I made it to Europe for the first time a few years later and um, been back, you know, many, 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 many times. Courtney and I have traveled around Europe. Uh, we've traveled in Argentina and around a few places in Asia, Japan and Vietnam, et cetera. And I always had that idea of like, wow, it'd be pretty cool to live in one of these places outside the U.S. And what I realized later about my early obsession with the idea of moving to China, that it wasn't necessarily China specifically that I wanted to move to. It was just the idea of living outside of my home country and getting that experience of living in another place with a different culture, different language, different food, um, different way of life, all of those things. And so it was something that had been on my mind for many years, going back to 2007. And in 2013, uh, I think it was 2013, I was working for a consulting firm called BTS, and I had an opportunity to potentially move abroad. Now, at that time, BTS had offices all over the world, and um, they did uh, sometimes make opportunities for people to move across offices, uh, usually to an office where they spoke the language. And so I was kind of given an opportunity to move to either London, Singapore, or Sydney, Australia um, for a year or two just to go for the experience and work there. Um, and one of the trade-offs at the time... Sorry, my phone is going off over here. Some kind of Spanish alert. Um, one of the trade-offs at the time, and by the way, when I talk about, when we talk about owning your career, uh, one of the things we talk about in owning your career is figuring out what are your goals? What are the things that you really want to do with your career? What do you want to achieve? And what are the trade-offs associated with that? Are, and are you honest? You know, can you recognize those trade-offs? Because all the decisions that we make, all of the avenues that we pursue have trade-offs, right? Because if we go one direction, that means we're not going another direction, right? Just as a simple example, uh, I'm recording this on a Thursday morning. I have a lot of things that I want to do and that I can be doing with my time. I could be working on my next book, uh, which I already did this morning. I could be uh, writing emails. I could be working on a proposal for a client. I could be reading a book. I could be taking a walk outside. Man, that is loud. Um, but instead, I'm recording this podcast right now. And I made that decision, that conscious decision that, hey, I really want to record a podcast. I have time. I'm going to do it right now. 
and I'm not going to do those other things, right? I hopefully I'll get some of them done later on. And you are making those decisions every day uh, on a micro level. And then think about the decisions on a macro level. One of the examples that I often give is that if you have, you're really ambitious and you have a goal to be uh, a vice president or a CFO or something in your company one day, you might need to work extra hours and sacrifice time with your family. Now, ideally that wouldn't be the case, but if you're in the United States, based on many uh, conversations I've had and what I've seen people doing is that the executives who get to the top have put in a lot more time than other people, right? And so there may be trade-offs involved that maybe you don't make all of your kids soccer games. Maybe you don't get to travel as much or spend as much time with friends, but you're moving up the company ladder. You're making more money than others. Um, you're achieving the recognition and the, the status and title that you want. And, and I'm not saying that with any judgment because I think everybody gets to decide what's important to them. And if you decide that, hey, family is the most important thing to me. I want to be, you know, have dinner with my family every night. I want to coach my daughter's uh, or son's soccer team. Uh, someone said that to me in a, in a training program yesterday. I kicked off a new cohort of the Own Your Career program. And someone said, you know, I love the culture of this company. Um, I, I've worked in consulting in the past where I worked a ton. Here, the work-life balance is better. And um, I coach my daughter's softball team or soccer team. And I want to continue doing that. So I'm not willing to sacrifice that. I was great. I said, great. Um, because if I came to you and said, hey, I've got a job for you and I can double your salary, um, but you're going to have to work 20 more hours a week and you're probably not going to make it to all the soccer practices and games, would you take that? And she said, no, absolutely not. But some people might, right? And that's up to you. That's why owning your career is personal. It's up to you to decide how or where you want to go with your career. So I say all that to go back to that decision that I was looking at back in 2013, some 10 years ago, where I was given the opportunity because I initiated it and said, hey, I'd really like to live outside the US. Can I do that? And the company essentially, I don't remember all the details, but you know, basically said like, yeah, you could move to London or Sydney or Singapore where you can do the same work and um, you'll be able to get by with your English, right? Um, but you will basically be putting a pause on your career. Uh, you won't really be moving up because each of the offices has like regional differences in how they uh, treat their career tracks. And you'd be moving away from the US, you're taking a pause on that, and you're kind of starting over in a new region, Sydney or London, uh, et cetera. And if you're only gonna be there one or two years, then, you know, in talking with the heads of office, we're not really going to look at you for a promotion. We're just looking at you as someone who's here on vacation, who's filling in on some of the work and you're going to go back. So we're not going to rely on you for like longer term planning. And so I had to really think about that. And I had conversations with those heads of offices. I think at some point Singapore was eliminated and it was going to be either uh, London or Sydney. And uh, Sydney, I think, wanted me the most and it sounded really exciting but it was also the furthest away. And even though I had no kids at the time, I was still nervous about being really, really far from family. So we were really talking about London. Um, but I was really grappling with that trade-off of like, do I wanna go have this experience and as a trade-off, put a pause on my career growth or do I wanna stay here and be able to grow in my career, but not have that experience? And ultimately, what I decided was to stay because uh, sometime shortly after that, I, the leader 
uh, of the West Coast region of the U.S. came to me with an opportunity, and she basically said, and I, I think I've told this story, and I told it in my book, actually. Uh, her name was Jessica, uh, Jessica Parisi, Jessica Scone. Uh, she came to me and basically said, like, hey, you're not quite cutting it in the things we need you to do to be promoted. Um, you have amazing strengths in some areas and weaknesses in others. And I've been honest about my weaknesses. I'm not very detail-oriented. I wasn't very good at managing projects, um, but I was really great facilitating workshops and sales and that sort of thing. And she said, I want to create a new role for you and move you more to the sales side, and you can still facilitate workshops, but I need you to stay here in the U.S. You can stay in San Francisco, and you're going to report to this guy, Evan, in New York. And uh, I remember talking with my wife, Courtney, about it, and we decided to take that on because it was better for my career, but I missed out on the experience to move to potentially to London or Sydney. And um, I, there were times over the years where I, I didn't fully regret it, but I kind of thought like, you know, wondered like, oh, what would have happened if I had made that move? And I still was kind of uh, wanting that experience. Now, that move ended up being great for me and my career. It actually set me up to learn a lot more about sales and uh, it, it kind of was uh, a, the beginning of the bridge for me into entrepreneurship, which is what I found that I truly wanted long term. Um, I also, uh, Courtney and I had our first child a year later. Uh, my daughter Lucy was born in 2014 in San Francisco. And um, I don't know if that would have happened if we lived in London or Sydney, right? It might have completely changed our life. So I know that, and you can think about this for you because you've made a lot of decisions in your life. And there are some that you're like, yes, I made the right decision. And some that you think like, oh, I don't know if that was the right decision, or maybe you even have some regrets. But consider this, that if you're happy with your life, every decision you made up to this point put you in to the position to be where you are now. And you are in the exact right place to go live the life and achieve the things that you want to achieve, right? And so you almost had to make those decisions to get to where you are today, just as I had to make the decisions that got me where I am today. And if I had chosen to move to London, we may not have had kids at the same time or not at all. I don't really know. And I wouldn't, I may not have my daughter, Lucy, who I love like more than anything in the world. And so I'm really grateful that we did make that decision to stay and that I took that career, you know, uh, opportunity to move more into sales. And that helped send me on a different trajectory in my career and set me up to get where I am today. Now, getting back on track, talking about moving abroad, I put that dream aside, right, while I was building the career and then also starting a family. We, had a, uh, we ended up moving from San Francisco back to Orlando, my hometown, in 2015, uh, at the beginning of 2015, uh, so we could be closer to family. And our son, Teddy, was born in Orlando a year later. And uh, so now we have two kids and a family, and we're in uh, a place in Orlando, Florida, where uh, you know, if we're honest, Courtney, I don't love it. It's a great city, but we're, you know, we're there mostly because of family. Um, and we still kind of like dreamed and joked and talked about living abroad at some point. But, you know, 2018, 2019, I made the move to becoming more of an independent contractor. 2020, I went completely out on my own as an entrepreneur. And I still had it in my head that if you wanted to move abroad, uh, away from your country outside of the United States, you needed a company to sponsor you, to move you there, right? So almost everybody I knew up to that point had ever talked to who had lived outside of the United States, who was from the US and had lived outside the United States, uh, had done so because they moved with a company for the most part, unless they were in the Peace Corps or they were like teaching uh, English abroad or something like that early in their career. But for the most part, it seemed like people were moving with companies. And now I have followed and pursued my dream of becoming an entrepreneur 
I'm running my own business. I'm absolutely loving it. I know I'm never going back to work for a company again. And so I'm thinking, well, that other dream of living abroad is dead. It's gone. It's not going to happen because I either need to be working for a big company or I need to be really rich uh, in order to, to, to move abroad. And so you know, instead, we'll just focus on you know, traveling a lot for vacations. Maybe we could live somewhere abroad for three months over a summer right? Because, you know, being US citizens, we get a 90-day visa essentially to Europe or just about any other country um, other than a few. And so I started thinking about that. And that goes back to trade-offs again, right? Because I'm thinking, well, you have to have a company move you. I really would like to live abroad, but I have a stronger desire to be an entrepreneur. I'm never going to go back to work for another company. Um, this is what I truly want. And this is what I love doing. This is what I'm going to keep doing. But then about a year and a half ago in 2021, uh, a friend of mine named John Apino uh, announced that he was moving with his wife and kids from Kansas City to Barcelona, Spain. And I went, wait a minute, I didn't know you could do that. And I thought in order to get a visa, you either had to have a company move you or you had to have a lot of money. So I started asking him questions and he shared a little bit of information, not a ton. Um, I still kind of put it aside and I did something that I think a lot of us do when we have big, scary dreams that we want to achieve. And even when we see other people do them, we think, well, that's for them. I'm not the kind of person who does that, right? That's other people do that. I'm not the kind of person who picks up my whole life and moves to another country just because I want to, right? Um, by the way, spoiler alert, fast forward, I have become that kind of person, right? Uh, but at the time, I didn't think I was. And so I was kind of like, oh, that's really cool that he did that. Maybe we'll visit him there one day. And then six months later, another friend of mine, Angus Nelson, who I didn't know as well, uh, I saw he posted on Facebook that he and his family were moving from Tennessee, Nashville area to Lisbon, Portugal. And I remember being shocked again, like, because this guy's also an entrepreneur running his own business, as was my friend, John, forgot to mention that he was also an entrepreneur. And I went, oh my God, I didn't know you could do that. And so I remember messaging him and starting to pepper him with questions. I'm sure he got this from several friends. And uh, I don't know if he got annoyed with me, but he was, he was, you know, he sent me information. It was very nice and um, probably didn't believe I was going to do anything with it. And um, I kept asking him questions. And then I started doing research and thinking like, oh, this is actually really possible. You don't have to be ultra rich. You don't have to have a job. Um, there are several countries in Europe, uh, especially Southern Europe, Portugal, Spain, Italy, uh, Greece, uh, Georgia, a few others who are uh, giving visas to people who uh, can support themselves basically and, and want to move there. So we started talking about it. Courtney and I also were exploring other opportunities like moving to North Carolina or staying in Orlando. And then one day we actually put an offer on a house in Orlando that was right in the place where we wanted to live and we didn't get it. And that day, I remember just remember saying like, you know what? We keep trying to do these things that we're not fully on board with and we don't know how it's going to work out. Now, there's never been a better time to try to move abroad. Our kids are young. They can go anywhere. Our parents are healthy. Like, let's just do it. Let's just give it a shot right? And she was on board, luckily. And so we said, all right, we're going to do it. And we started doing our research. And um, eventually, we went on a scouting trip to uh, Portugal and to Barcelona in April of this year. And we fell in love with Barcelona. And uh, our, we talked to our friends there, and we decided we were going to make the move. Now, the decision to make the move is fully, uh, there, there's no logical reason for it. It was fully about the experience right? Of living in a different place and experiencing different culture. As I said before, it's about the adventure. I love adventure and like trying new things and doing exciting things. It's about growth, right? I know that 
we grow the most by getting out of our comfort zones. And so this is an opportunity for us to grow as individuals and as a family. Um, it's about travel opportunities because I love traveling and experiencing places. And there are still tons and tons and tons of amazing places in the United States that I haven't been to yet and some I want to return to. So it's not to say there's not great opportunities there and I plan on going back. Um, but there's also so many amazing places in Europe that I haven't been to. And this puts us in a position to be able to travel to more places in Europe. Um, it's about creating new opportunities, right? I don't even know what they are, but I know when we move and we meet new people and we go to new places, then new opportunities get created. And it's about exposure and experience for our kids as well. Um, you know, not that they need it. Uh, I grew up in central Florida in Orlando, Florida, and we rarely ever left other than to go to the beach an hour away. Uh, when I was growing up, I don't think I left the state, you know, more than five times, uh, before college. Right. Uh, and I turned out fine, very cultured and, and I ended up traveling all over the world. I don't think they need it, but I think it'll be an amazing experience for our kids. And I'm really excited for them. So we made this decision, but like I said, logically, it doesn't make sense. And when you have a big dream, oftentimes you're going to come back to logic and be like, well, it's safer to just stay where I am doing what I am. Or your friends might tell you like, don't go and do that. Or your parents might tell you, don't go and do that. Play it safe. And the reason they do that is because they love you and they want to protect you from failure because failure is hard. When you go and try and do something and you're not successful, that's failure, right? Um, some of us like to pretend failure doesn't exist. And I always say with a growth mindset, there is no failure. There's only learning and growth. But technically, failure is when you try to do something and it doesn't work out the way you planned, right? And many people are terrified of failure, mostly because they're terrified of judgment from others, right? What if I go and, you know, what if I make this move to Barcelona and we hate it or uh, I run out of money or something and we have to come back to the U.S. with our, our tails tucked between our legs, right? To use a metaphor like a dog. And our, our, our people are going to laugh at us and be like, oh, you tried to do that thing and it didn't work out. But when you really think about it, that's not going to happen. People are going to go, oh, what happened? Like, oh, well, it's really cool that you tried it, right? People are still going to admire that you gave it a shot. No one's really going to laugh at you. And if they do, they're not your friends. So you don't need to worry about that. So people often fear failure because they fear judgment is what they're really afraid of. There's nothing to be afraid of with failing at a big goal or a big dream. Um, but when you have this big dream and big thing that you want to go achieve, then it's natural you're going to encounter doubts and fears. And that is definitely what happened with us. I think we started planning this going back to January of 2023. We made the, the scouting trip in April. And then you know by May, we had made the decision that we were going to pursue Barcelona. We knew that we still needed to go get a visa, uh, get visas, and that wasn't guaranteed. We needed to find a place to live. And there were just going to be a lot of challenges with making the move. Um, but we knew we could do it. And we had a lot of help, thankfully, from our friends, uh, John and Ashley, who lived here, as well as from a consultant we started working with named Jackie, who was amazing. Um, but along the way, going back to May, I went to three conferences in a row at that time. I think VCon in Indianapolis, um, the and then the ATD conference in... Uh, uh, where was it? San Diego, <laughs> ATD conference. Oh, and right before that, I had a keynote for uh, a big company, Chibani, in Austin, Texas. So I had a keynote and then a conference in Indianapolis and then another conference in San Diego. And during those conferences, I'm, I'm sitting there for really great presentations. I'm networking. I'm making lots of friends. And I'm thinking back in the back of my mind, all the best conferences are in the United States. What am I going to miss out on am I, if I make a move to Europe? Is, is this stupid? For me to make a move like 
I'm missing out on making new friends and, and business and all this stuff here in the US. And I had to keep reminding myself that it's going to work out okay, that even if I miss out on some things here, it's going to open up new opportunities in the new place. And I'm very confident that that's true. And so we had to overcome some doubts, like, you know, what if I miss out on business, new clients, what we miss out on experiences with friends. Um, one of the things we knew we were going to miss the most is that my daughter was really into softball and I was coaching her softball team in Orlando and the little league we were in was really great. We had lots of friends through that little league and we moved to Spain, like soccer is very popular. My son loves playing soccer, but there's not going to be any softball, right? That's not going to happen. So we had to give some things up, but it also is going to create new opportunities. And I'm already seeing that. Um, we've been making new friends through the school where our kids are going, the American school here in Barcelona. Uh, a friend of mine already reached out and said he's going to an HR conference in Paris in October and invited me if I wanted to come. And I said, heck yeah, I want to go to Paris. It's only a seven hour train ride from here. Like, why not go up there for a conference that, you know, I would have gone to if it was in Chicago or something back home. Right. Um, so that's going to be really cool. Uh, I'm going to check that out and, and I'll, I'll start to build my network with people here in Europe and look for new opportunities. I've already gotten a couple, uh, booked a couple new keynotes with corporate clients, including one here in Europe. Uh, I've got some other new opportunities, uh, people that have reached out to me about doing keynotes in different companies, and they seem undeterred by the fact that I have made a move to Barcelona, right? And, and most of them are virtual, so it doesn't seem to matter. And so business is not slowing down. You know, one of my fears, one of my biggest fears was we were going to move here. Clients in the US wouldn't want to work with me anymore. It would take a long time to find clients in Europe and um, business would dry up and we would run out of money. And uh, that's not going to happen, right? That's, that's like, I, I'm an entrepreneur. I know I'm going to find a way and I've got a big network and I've been building a brand for years. And so good things are going to keep happening, right? As long as I keep working hard and um, helping others and people are going to help me. And that's going to be the same for you. And something I've noticed, I just posted uh, on Facebook about this and I'll post on LinkedIn as well, is that I've been having conversations with different people who've been messaging me inspired by the move. And one is a friend who is considering making a big move as well. She's already built a very successful business and she's really afraid that she's not going to be able to do it again and that her business is going to fail and that she's going to run out of money. Meanwhile, she has overcome amazing challenges to build a very successful business making, I'll say, 1% money, like very good money. And here she is with these fears that she's not going to do it again. And I think the reason is that we're all brought up to be so humble. We all, many people have imposter syndrome. So we think that the luck, the, the success we've achieved is luck. And therefore, if we need to make a change, we're probably not going to be able to do it again. But look at the track record. Look at your track record of achieving what you have achieved so far and ask yourself, could you do it again? If you really needed to, could you do it again? And the answer is absolutely yes, you could. Of course, we have gotten lucky breaks along the way. I've had a lot of many lucky, lucky breaks along the way. But what do they say luck is? Luck is at the intersection of preparation and timing. I mean, you did the work to put yourself in position to take advantage of the opportunities when they came up. And I have done the work to take advantage of the opportunities to be there and take advantage of the opportunities when they come up. And I've also had the courage to say yes when those opportunities come up. You know, my book is about owning your career and I speak in organizations about career development. I've had a couple of requests come in lately to ask, can you talk about leadership? And I said, yes. I've had a couple of requests come in recently from companies asking, can you talk about the future of work? 
And I had a hesitated for a second and thought, well, that's not my area of expertise. Other people talk about the future of work. But then I came back and I said, yes, I can. And I will figure it out, right? Um, I'm going to make things work. And you can and you will as well if you're willing to have the courage to follow your dreams and to overcome some of those fears and doubts and know that maybe things, challenges will come up, maybe things won't work out perfectly, but you will find a way to make it happen and get it done. And you are not an imposter. You are someone who have achieved great things to this point and has the potential to achieve even greater things in the future, whether that is moving to another country or getting a promotion or changing your career entirely or starting your own business um, or even just starting a new hobby or traveling by yourself, whatever it is that you have been thinking about doing where fears have been holding you back, put those fears aside. Remember that courage is not the lack of fear, but courage is recognizing that fear and taking action anyway. And of course, we were scared about moving to Spain, but we did it anyway, and things are working out fine. There are challenges. Everybody here speaks Spanish. I speak very little Spanish. Actually, most people here speak Catalan and then Spanish. I don't speak any Catalan and only some Spanish, and we're making it work. We're figuring it out. Thank goodness for Google Translate, right? Um, but we figure things out, and you can too, and I tell you, we grow the most when we get outside of our comfort zone and try new things, and so I'm not saying you need to move to another country. But if you have dreams, you have big things you want to do, or even just little tweaks you want to make in your career, have a conversation with your manager, set a vision, make a plan, figure out what it is you want to do, how you're going to get there, ask for help, get some advice, find a mentor. We hired a consultant here in Spain to help us and talk to friends about it. Um, and then just start taking action and see what happens. You'll make tweaks, you'll make adjustments along the way. Um, and if you need to borrow belief from other people. That's something that came up recently with another friend who was messaging me that he was jealous and wanted to make a move to Europe as well and just needed to borrow some belief. Borrow belief. Find the people who have done it before you, right? And ask them how they did it and, and ask yourself, well, if they can do it, why can't I, right? Why can't I? And then finally, have faith in yourself, in your own abilities to get things done as I do with my own, because you're going to achieve a lot more when you have that faith. And even if it doesn't work out, even if you go for the big thing and for some reason you fail, it doesn't mean that you are a failure and no one is judging you or laughing at you. In fact, people admire you for taking a chance and following your dreams and attempting to live a life true to yourself instead of what other people want you to do. And that's what I want you to do is live a life true to yourself, to truly own your career and own your life. It may not be moving to Spain. It might be doing something completely different but I hope you'll go out and do it. And I'm here rooting for you and supporting you. If you want more help and guidance in owning your career, uh, of course, you can go grab my book, Own Your Career, Own Your Life, which is available on Amazon in many countries around the world. Uh, there are also free resources on my website. If you go to andystorch.com slash bonus, andystorch.com slash bonus, you just put in your email address and you can download uh, the PDF summary of the five steps to owning your career, as well as the biggest career mistakes that people make, my morning routine, and many other things. That's andystorch.com slash bonus. Um, and then the audiobook is available on Audible. You have all the resources here in on this podcast. And if you work for a big company and you're looking for someone to come in and bring the motivation, like I'm doing it today, uh, reach out to me, andy at andystorch.com. I'd be happy to talk with you. This is what I do for a living. It's what I absolutely love doing. 
I will be doing it in a limited capacity because the rest of the time I will be writing, creating, thinking, and enjoying my life here in Barcelona, Spain. And I hope you have a great day and a great week, and I will talk to you later. Take care of yourself.